Hello and welcome back to the Home and Away Days podcast. And I think this is actually officially season one. So if you want to set off your, your party bangers and your party poppers, do it now. Uh, once again, you are joined by the lovely duo of myself and James. How are you doing, James? I'm not too bad. How are you doing, Luke? I'm, I'm super excited for actually getting to do what we originally planned as season one. Um, we, you know, I think the little design we had where we did uh, last season's away games, summing them up, works really well because it's like a nice little introduction to what we're going to do. But this season is it's all new and different and it's I think it's going to be miles better. Not to say season zero was a, uh, wasn't great, but this, this is just going to be a lot more fun for the both of us. I can completely agree. We now have an up-to-date where we can go every other week or whatever and we can say what we've seen rather than trying to remember last season. Oh, I know. When, when you're thinking back to like Forest Green, that was in last September. That's just a bit of a struggle. Okay. But, Depression um, rather than doing that. Yeah. But what, what I thought we'd do is just give you all a quick explanation before we get into the, the juicy part of the podcast. So when we're talking about the change, th- this is it now. So this is what we're looking to continue with going forward. And that is... We're going to have a two-part podcast, which is going to be split up into two episodes. So the first episode, being this one, will be all about, as we've been doing, talking about uh, the away games, but also now talking about home crowds as well. So the home games we attend and then the away fans who come there. So you're getting a much more complete picture of the season. Uh, We're also then going to look at uh, how much it's costing us. Um, The beautiful game of football has always been subject to some cost uh, not issues, but it's definitely getting more and more expensive. So we want to see how much it really costs us to follow our team all around the country. And then we're also going to work out the distance we travel. Um, I'm sure we'll find some fun ways of classifying that once the season's up. And then finally, we are going to have two ranking systems this season. Obviously, once again, we'll have uh, our ranking of the away day experiences. But this time, we're also going to rank away fans at our home stadium. Now, if I had to ask you, James, what's the, what you're most looking forward to out of them? Is it the fact that we now get to talk about away fans being home fans or is it now that we're, we're going to really, really disappoint each other by telling us how much we actually spend a season on following Bolton? I think it's going to be the disappointing, depressing side to how much money we don't waste. That's not the word I'm going to use, but how much money we spend. I'm interested to see what second-hand car we could probably pick up for that price because after after working out the cost of three games, uh, it's it, it might look like it, it will get to for, uh, second-hand car territory. Now, as well as the first half, um, if you like, in football terms of the podcast, we're also going to be introducing a brand-new second half of the uh, series, if you like. Now, this is all going to be about football in general, so... We're going to talk current football topics. We're also going to look at um, mine and James' fantasy teams, which are nothing special. I mean, I, I don't want to give a spoiler away, but week one has been very mundane and I am uh, sitting in the bottom half of several <laughs> of my fantasy leagues. Uh, we're also going to look at uh, a few interesting new segments, which you will have to go and listen to that to, <laughs> to, to hear them. I'm not going to give them away. It's a nice little surprise, but... It's really interesting that we uh, we get to do this now because we, we do love going to the home and away games, but we're also football fans in general. So um, some exciting things there. And 
I must admit, it is going to be a bit weird at first, having two episodes, but I think rather than have one hour and a half or possibly longer episode, it's nicer to break them up into two. But um, we'll, we'll have more information for that when we do release that. So, James, we're going to start off with yourself. As always, put you on the spot. We're going to talk all about the first game of the season now, and that is Lincoln City. Now, obviously, we talked about preseason uh, in in the final sort of like roundup before uh, this game kicked off. Now, obviously, we know your thoughts uh, before like the game in terms of like the last games we'd seen and whatnot. But let's talk about your feelings on on the morning. It's it's always a weird experience a new season because. Part of you is really optimistic, then sort of the realism might kick in. What Were you confident that first game of the season that things were going to go to plan? Or were you sort of waking up thinking, oh, this could now be like the stumbling block and it's all going downhill? No, I, I had the confidence. You know, you as a, as a team, Bolton this season, obviously one of the favourites to go up. And watching pre-season, yes, there was bits where we both were thinking, could do sign someone here and whatever. But if you're one of the favourites to go up, and when the manager that's going into it for Lincoln is praising your team for having basically two squads, um, you can't go in there not being confident. So I was confident going into it. Yeah, you have a little bit of nerves thinking, this is Bolton and we always balls it up. But <laughs> it was quite a comfortable game at the end. So those nerves were not... Sorry, the nerves that weren't there were quite clear. Yeah, and it's... It's probably worth as well a bit of a like a PSA um, or like a, a quick note that a lot of these games we go to, whether that be, especially at home, given that the strength of the, the team we have, is that we expect to win most of them. So it, it's it's quite a weird feeling that because a couple of years ago you didn't really have that, and obviously say next season if we did go up we wouldn't have that same feeling. But it, it is a weird feeling as a fan to just kind of go to a game, sort of like City, but not to that extent, where you're just expecting a win. Like, you're expecting a good performance and a win, and anything sort of less than that, you feel short-changed by. Um, so, so that's why I was quite nervous, really, because this is kind of the starting blocks. So if you stumble out of them and the expectations that that I had this season, it's, it's all downhill from there. Um, but let's sort of, like, talk about the crowd now. Um, now, obviously, this is the first time we're talking about us being home fans and, and the experience uh, that away fans actually come to the stadium give us. So this is the first time we're not talking as away fans here. Now, what did you actually make of Lincoln's following? Now, just to give you numbers, I think it was 975 that was quoted. Um, now, given context, we, we can take up to, I think, five and a half, is it? Yeah. So it's not really a sellout. It's quite small, um, small section of the away stand that was taken up, and they they put them in the gods sometimes, which was the case today. What what did you make of them? Um, we said it before. You sort of you expect if it's the first game of the season that you back your team and you're there to watch them do well. But then vice versa, I think perhaps we get clouded being bold sports where we have a very large backing of fans. We sort of forget that other clubs don't have that sort of, let's say, 2,000 people on to go every week. However, they were allowed to begin with, mm. and then they weren't allowed. 
yeah, I, I think that the problem with the, the the game wasn't their friend. I think was the the best way to kind of sum it up because, like you say, they were quite vocal, and then you know within the first ten minutes, you got they go one nil down, and it, it's always going to have a negative effect, especially when you're sort of up against a team like us who are very strong at home, and you know realistically if you go one nil down, the way you play is not going to be easier to get back into it. But I think pre-match, I would say they were in very good voice and arguably out uh, out singing our fans. But... Oh, yeah, pre-game, they were doing really well. But I, I'd expect that from an away team because you've, you've got up at whatever time in the morning to come watch your team. You're going to have that bit of energy and wanting to, to form yourself. Definitely, yeah. And like I said, I think, I think there was a few sort of select fans that I've seen online that were obviously not boycotting the game, but weren't attending due to prices because th- there is a bit of a thing going around about away see uh, away ticket costs at a lot of grounds and for for those Lincoln fans it was twenty eight pounds uh, for an adult so I can kind of understand why maybe it wasn't a largest crowd as possible but at the same time it's a case of you know the other way around we we do sometimes get charged a lot of money and we, we just have to suck it up almost yeah I, I completely agree though like. I've seen, I think today I saw Coventry are charging 37 quid for their game at home to Sunderland, for example. That's a lot of money. Mm. I do feel like Bolton are slightly overcharging. Just yeah, like... but the, the, the main point I make is that I, I try not to concern myself with that because I can't, like me me thinking something about it isn't going to make a difference. And all I can say is the way the club's being run, the thought will have gone into it. And it, it, it's a case of, if it was just us, I would be more concerned, but it does seem like it is an EFL-wide thing. So I'll, I'll just ignore that, <laughs> that part and not get bent down on that. Now, interesting enough, we now get to talk about the home fans being ourselves. So what what I want to talk about is so how, not loud, but how energetic it felt at times because it, I, I think at any home ground, it's very rare you're going to have a team chant for 90 minutes and really, you know, provide an intimidating atmosphere. But there were sort of like these pockets where I think we had three corners in a row and you could, it was just deafening because you could just, the home crowd were just getting so behind the team. And, you know, arguably that's, that is a better feeling than any away crowd because to see sort of like 20,000 near enough home fans all back in the team and, you know, seeing it from like the family section, and then obviously the crazy corners. That was that was a fantastic feeling, and one that really stood out to me on the day. I sort of think like, obviously, last month's put last season. You've got to fit the second half of the season. That you had the playoff game at home to Barnsley. You had the Wembley game against Plymouth. Those are the two that really resonate with loud and mm. amazing atmosphere. We could definitely tell from the Lincoln game that there's an element of hope but an expectation that we're going to do well this season yeah yeah definitely and like I say it it gives you a bit of hope that especially when it comes to the the big games this season if we can sort of maintain that atmosphere you know obviously we'll I've never played in front of a massive crowd in my life and I never will do unfortunately but those players must feed off that because they just they were skipping around the pitch at times they were on cloud nine it's something that perhaps I couldn't 
do. I couldn't have that sort of pressure to do it all the time. But these these guys get paid to do it, and they must love it. It must literally make their day when when it happens. Hmm. And I think that was, like I said, the main t- take uh, talking point of the day. It was very much the home crowd were enjoying it, and the away crowd. I, I'll, I'll give them their their dues they they did try and they were vocal at times but it's it's always going to be hard to really rally around your team when you kind of get the stuffing knocked out of you because like looking at the stats they were never in control of the game they didn't have a shot on target and as an away fan that it, it's almost cruel to think that that's what you've got to look forward to yeah um, it, it, perhaps we're quite lucky as bold supporters like even through the darkest days you can still get a good backing have and have a, a good support behind it. Whereas perhaps other clubs just they haven't it's not that they haven't got the backing, but it's it's just not as strong. So obviously in, in terms of ranking we'll obviously get towards that um later in the episode. But I I think in terms of how we're gonna rank them, I don't think numbers are gonna be the all deciding factor because it would be quite unfair to say a team like Lincoln it uh, instantly lose out to say like a team like Wigan or Derby because they brought less people. No, um, I thought for the for the numbers that they took, I, I can't really moan at them. And given obviously some of them were boycotting for ticket prices, I, I think they they gave a good account of themselves. Um, now we're we're now working to the Barrow game, uh, which was immediately after in a home game as well. And you kind of got to see not the ugly side of. Uh, home matches, but definitely a bigger letdown because it's the first round of the EFL Cup and you go from an attendance of 20,000 uh, and you drop down to about an attendance of four and a half to five and you, you could definitely tell it was not as lively, couldn't you? Yeah, I think that, that's the best way to describe it. And it in a really depressing way, it reminded me of last season when we had the Papa John's Trophy. And it's as if the fans don't really actually. I know. I know it's a Tuesday night, and it's it's the holidays and whatever. But fans are like, eh, do you know what? If we, if we miss it, we miss it. Not too bothered. But it's like, get get behind your team. It cost no. Was it twenty quid? Was it? It was a tenner. Tenner. Tenner for a ticket. So you can't really say that cost wise, it's uh, not affordable for everyone. But the thing, the real thing that stuck out to me is when you think back to last season, our first round was again at home and it was against Salford and I think it was double the attendance. So it, it really is quite, not strange, because I, on the one hand, I understand it's Barrow. There's not really much there. It's probably expected to be won. But when you can't watch it at home, because it obviously I follow and our in-house system uh, aren't allowed to stream it, I thought there would be a bigger attendance. Yeah, definitely. I sort of and, hope with the, with the next one against Middlesbrough at home, you should should see a bigger attendance. Well, there does seem to be that feel, and we'll kind of like cover that shortly. But in terms of atmosphere from the away fans, now there was 576 of them. I thought throughout the game, they were definitely louder than us. Yeah, I think they were. I, I, but my big one is, obviously with Bolton, you've got the, the supposed crazy corner. Right? That You've got that side to it. But as an away fan, I'd still expect um, the away team to be louder. I always do because you've sort of been, as I said before, you've, 
you've come you've come for reasons. Sometimes it could be a long trip. The last thing you want is for it to be a bad game, and mm. also not be behind your team either. So if, if we're looking at now it from a home fan uh, perspective, James, would would you say it was frustrating, or would you say it was? One of those occasions where the the result was expected. We knew we knew realistically we were going to win, so we weren't necessarily having to motivate the team. It was more just sitting back and watching it. Did that, that? Do you think that was kind of like the reason why it was a bit quieter from us compared to Lincoln? Yeah, I, I think there's an expectation when you are the higher ranked team in a higher league that you're going to to win, and perhaps as the game went on. They got a bit more um, confident. So Barrow got a bit more confident in, the, in their game, which then makes it a bit nervous for us. But in the end, we won, and that's all that matters now. So we can move on to the next round. Happy days. Yeah, and and what I found quite interesting as well is it, it sort of I did do a bit of looking into it. I think the away fans were only charged ten quid a ticket as well. So you know, given it was the shortest tie um, out of all the EFL fixtures, uh, I saw that stat. Considering 576 at only a tenner, I think both teams might have been slightly let down by fans. Like I say, obviously, I know some people will have work commitments and not able to to attend the game. But considering you can get nearly 20,000 on a Saturday, I think it's slightly disappointing to not even get a quarter of that. Yeah, um, I, I look. At, I know with the, the differences between teams like that around us. But I look at Leeds, and who, like I said to you before, they, they broke the record for the most att- biggest attendance in the first game. It was thirty-five thousand people. Now I know Leeds is a is a city and has a bigger fan base, but they're still in the same situation that we are. They're still they're still lower down the leagues. Mm. They've got a a core fan base. You'd sort of expect that more people might have gone. Ah, oh, do you know what? I'll go and watch the game. I'll go down there on a, on a Tuesday night during half term. But not everyone's got that same mindset. <laughs> no. no, we're definitely not going to start any fights either. So, uh, again, obviously we've said our piece on it, but like like you said, I really do hope for the next round of the, the EFL Cup, we, we do get a bit more of a bumper attendance. But they were the very first two home games. Uh, now, we have got an away game to talk about next but seeing as these are the first two of the season uh and we are going to be ranking them i think it's pretty simple isn't it that it's just going to be lincoln first and uh well i don't actually know uh, considering because barrow were quite loud i think i'd just pip lincoln above barrow because like i say barrow were loud but i think it because the game was sort of more suiting them because they were frustrating us and like say at the at the cost of their tickets, it was easier to get a bigger attendance, and it is a lot closer. So you've you've got to be fair to Lincoln, and I think with cup games as well, unless it is a bumper cup game, it is a bit unfair to kind of put them ahead of league games. Yeah, I I agree. I so I think I I put Lincoln to I put Lincoln first. So to start off the amazing season we've got so far, we have Lincoln out in a tremendous lead of one place and we have Barrow uh, as the second place at the moment and those are for away fans. So we now get to talk 
our bread and butter effectively and that's away games so we had a bit of a not a rough one to start the season but a bit of a trip on our hands down to Cheltenham um now I think it's important to say that cost is going to be a big thing this year you know given obviously cost of living given your financial situation more than mine and this was definitely it definitely felt like a more costly affair than others um because just to start off with we parking wise that there is lots of parking around and if we were more diligent we probably would have drove around a bit found somewhere on the street but we found parking quite literally around the corner but it was eight pounds eight pounds to put your car on a on a basically a field of dirt and stones and there was just for the sake of a two minute walk it i think that's the highest i've seen so far yeah it, i think was it we went to wickham wickham was five wickham was a fiver but it was a mooch away yeah it, i can i completely understand some teams i say it's teams it's not the team doing it it's something else making the parking but it's they're trying to make a profit out of it i completely understand but go out to bolton it cost me three quid to park a bun. that's i that's re- for a, for a not a top flight team, but for a team which gets a big numbers, three pounds. Yeah, for a higher attended team, it, it certainly is more favourable than others, isn't it? Um, but in, in terms of kind of to start off the day, it was quite expensive, and then um, you know we, we get into the stadium. But even before we get in, we've, I wanted to talk about this away fan zone they had, and I, I think when they call it away fan zone, they are taking the piss. Because it was one set of beer taps where you could, you know, get alcohol, and one portaloo. That that was the away fan zone. So there was no food. There was no the other drinks. I think you can get maybe like a kind of coke or something. But to to have it called an away fan zone, and for it to quite literally just be a portaloo on a strip of dirt and. A few beer taps that that did make me laugh. So yeah, so uh, with this away from, I'm starving, right? I've not eaten all day because I'm an idiot. And I thought, oh, you know, we'll get there. There'd be loads of food available. And I'm like, we're, we're obviously we like to get there like an hour before you can get into the stadium because it, yeah. if it's Cheltenham's three hours away, so you, you don't you don't want to risk it. But I was just so disappointed. I was like, it was literally just you could literally have like a, a gazebo would have made it look better. <laughs> or some music playing, anything. Or music playing, it was shit. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to be a person that has a go at uh, clubs for what they put on because Bolton have only recently made their fan zone, but it's a home fan zone, it's not a away fan zone. So I know we don't provide, but I, I do get it though. I think it would be better if there was none because the the, the problem a lot of people had then is with this away fan zone is that they then realised, because they had that, there was no alcohol inside the ground. So it, it, it was more confusing than it was helpful, because people were going to it for like five minutes, getting a beer there, and they were thinking, right, we'll better get in the ground now, it's opening, we'll get a beer in there. You get in, you can't get alcohol. But you could so, line up for 45 minutes. 
right. Well, that's a, that's a great segue, then, isn't it? Yeah. I'm... Um, but like, I, I just obviously wanted to point out the issue first of all is that you couldn't get food outside at the, the way fan zone. You can't get beer inside because of the way fan zone. So that was just a stupid thing. But we'll move on to food now, thanks to your seamless transition. Now, um, in terms of the, like I say, there was a bit of a queue, and there was only one. But what was more annoying is the the home fans had a. Uh, like a burger van and it was about a minute away like it, well, just across the way it was we were separated by a gate effectively so there's no reason why you couldn't get both and then you know they, they'd find a way of divvying up between home and away fans but we, we had our own exclusive one and when I worked out between the two of us I think it cost about how much was it? It was it was nearly 15, 16 quid to, to feed two of us. And it wasn't even to feed us well. I think it, it might have been a bit more because the the prices of some of the things, what was it? Plain chips was £4.20. Yeah, yeah. Cheesy chips, I think, were like five fifty. Yeah. And like a, a hot, a cheesy hot dog was six fifty. So we're starting off and it's already... Keeping up with the car parking has been very expensive. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll break it down a bit more. So we both had the same thing, didn't we? We had a, a foot-long hot dog. Yeah. Was it worth it to you for five fifty? No. Thank you, because it was exactly the same it, for me. It, it was no, shit. It was nice. I thought it was all right, but... It, it was shit. It was more bread, less sausage. It was... No, I don't think... I think you're being very friendly here it was a brioche hot dog bun so to start off with it's already very sort of moist and bready the hot dog was lukewarm so it's just not even like nice to eat it's just kind of like like you've left it out for 10 minutes and then popped it in i had onions and when usually when you get fried onions you expect them to be kind of not finely chopped but at least so that so they're not just clumps of chopped onion, they, they they were massive. It was literally like they'd slice the onion downward, so you just had a, a like an a circle of onion every now and again. So they all obviously fell out because it's the the bun you was and... to the end. You was like, oh, what the f- yeah, yeah I, I just had to take them out, so I paid an extra. For, no, I didn't pay an extra for the onions, but I, I wanted, I was, you know, wanted some fried onions, and I didn't get to have them because they just wouldn't sit in the bun and. The, the chips, like you said, you had most of the chips, and they weren't too bad, to be fair. I thought they were all right. I thought that was the best part. I thought I should have just bought chips rather than get the whole... But the, 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 big, the big stopping point for me was 2 for a soft drink. It was 2 for a Sprite. That, that's ludicrous, I think. I mean, we probably charged the same Bolton, but I don't care. It's ludicrous. <laughs> so, Even when I, like, I know at Bolton we do charge. I think it's a home fan, it's a bit shit but as an as an away supporter it'd be interesting to know how much but we actually charge as an away supporter because if we're if we're complaining now i sort of wonder are we imagine the other side when fans are coming to to our stadium but the, the only argument i'd have for that and it's kind of the same argument i'd make for maybe like a team like derby is that because the standard of stadium and the standard of football you're going to watch is probably better than you would watch at Cheltenham. I feel like they don't have to make up for it as much. So 
when you when we look look at Burton, for example, last season, we both really rated Burton, didn't we? Because realistically, it's not a great stadium. The standard of football might not necessarily be the best, but the, because the food is that good, it gives you an incentive to want to go there. Whereas, like on this flip side, I don't think that the food was enough to make up for if you were going to watch the, the game and it not be exciting. Like that, the food kind of was the worst part of the day, which is usually not the case. No, and like bear in mind, we we've been like I say with Burton last time, we actually got food beforehand because we were hungry. But then we still utilised um, being able to fit after as well in the stadium. Whereas this time it was just, yeah, it was. Yeah, if you had told me this, if I could have gone back, I would have eaten before I went, I think. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll won't sort of bully them too much because they'll be feeling very hard done by. Um, I, I think as well, the game really was not kind to them. They got hammered within the first half, and their home fans. I mean, I've watched back a few videos, and you can hear a lot of boos from them. Not necessarily, I think, directed towards the officials, more towards the way they were playing. Um, and realistically, it was a miserable experience for them as uh, as home fans. But compared to us, it was it, it was so loud, and it was in good spirits. For, considering that's the first away game of the season, there's always a bit of a mist out there, kind of like your first home game. It was exceptional from us and probably a letdown from them, wasn't it? And let's not underestimate this, because perhaps we, because we go to most games anyway, we become clouded by it. To take 1,600 fans to Cheltenham, which is not a, it's not a one-hour walk away or whatever. It's a three-to-three-and-a-half-hour three, three and a half hour drive. It's a good amount of fans to bring. I mean, you've sold it out. It's quite rare that Bolton have sold out down there. Mm. Um, so it's a, it's a good way to stop the season as well. Like if your fans are all behind it, but I agree, it was very much a one. I'd say one-sided. I think it was, to be honest. Yeah, and, and like I said, I'd like to really point out a moment where the home fan. I could hear the home fans, but it was there wasn't really because you know we we all the away fans that being ourselves, we got carried away singing we're going to win the league, we're top of the league, but there was there wasn't really a pocket where I could hear. Cheltenham, apart from maybe just as the game kicked off, but that was about it. I think if again, if you're if you're losing three 0 in the first thirty minutes, you're gonna think, why have I bothered? I could have stayed at home, done my done my ironing, put the put, put the clothes in the cupboard, and I'd had fun some other time. But um, whatever people do in Cheltenham, but um, it was a a good good first away trip of the actual season, let's call it. Yeah. It was it was a nice way to to kind of get back into the swing. Now, I, I probably will say, uh, you know, after the game, Cheltenham fans seem actually quite lovely, and I think what we've got to understand as well is they live a di- very different life of football compared to other teams. Like for example, with with us, it's it's very rare you'd find a Bolton fan who supports another club and you know goes down and isn't really bothered by a result. But from the from the judges of them, they kind of live that other style where maybe they have another club and they go out, it's just for the afternoon and they're not necessarily bothered by the result because leaving, they all just seemed quite friendly, you know, saying they think we'd go up. Um, and it, it just kind of, there was nothing, there was no aggro really. So I, I can't really be too harsh on them for that. It was just more, I think really they didn't get a chance to really shine because of the, the result. So we'll, we'll just kind of veer away from that. Now, 
that's the first, there's no other way games compare it to at the moment. That's the only one we've had. So it by default sits top. I don't think it's going to be top for episode two. I really don't. I think it's it's probably going to end the season on a lower note. But again, that's mainly because it it just felt quite costly for what we were getting, and really the result did not help them. Bear in mind that it's, it's the first time we've been to Cheltenham. It is yeah. the first one, but there's a fair few this season that we didn't go to last year. So, both because they've either been promoted or uh, relegated. So, it's nice to take a ground off. It wasn't that, it was a quite an easy to get to, quite a nice ground in terms of like, it been a sunny day and whatever. But I think back to last season when it was a Tuesday night in October, I think perhaps my opinion would have been somewhat different. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think as well, we'll just sort of like round up the cost of that trip. So it was £26 for an away ticket there. And kind of given what we got, I don't really, I don't think that's justifiable. I think the only way you can kind of say that's oh acceptable is because of the area maybe it's in, because it might be slightly more it, affluent. It, but... it was very very affluent. That I, I, I knew it was, but I didn't realise how affluent it was. It doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but and, and again, I suppose you're going to experience that sometimes in football, aren't yeah. you? Um, you know, we, we just have to accept that. But so th- those are the, the trips we've done so far. Now, for the first time, um, because obviously this is the first season officially, we're going to now rank how far we've gone and how much it's cost. So starting off with distance. Um, for the two home games, I'm working off for myself. So this is from my house, which realistically makes sense because you, you picked me up from my house um, for away games. So 14 miles each for the two home games, probably a bit further for you with you now living uh, outside of Bolton. I won't give away your exact address until the end of the episode. And we've got a total of 259 miles it was to Cheltenham. So that takes us it to, a total, sorry, of two hundred and fifty-nine miles. It was uh, a bit less, obviously. Just I think it was two, three, one. Um, so to start off with, after three games, we've already done uh, two hundred and fifty-nine miles, and obviously with with more away games that follow, that number is going to take a drastic increase. Uh, and then we've also got the cost. Now, when we're factoring cost, we are talking about cost of the ticket, both uh, season tickets, home and away, that we have purchased, uh, cost of cup games, because obviously they're not included in season ticket price. Then for the away sides, we're calculating the cost of travel, uh, whether that be on the coach or working out an accurate fuel price, cost of the away ticket, and cost food and drink we get there as well. Because I think, especially with the away games, that's a main part of our experience. Isn't yeah, it? massively. So we are, after three games, we are at a total cost of £361. So on, it's, um, it's not cheap so far because that's £269 for a season ticket. And then we've had to add £25 on top of that for the away ticket scheme. £10 for the Barrow game. And then I think it was about £49 we spent at Cheltenham. That was for parking, ticket and food and drink. Fuck. 
Yeah, so it, it's it's already started off. I mean, we're near enough most of the way there to a brand new Xbox, so that's uh, it's a bit of a painful thing when you're thinking that could be sitting in your bank account and instead it's sitting in the pockets of Bolton and their opponents. So, obviously, three games in. I'm not going to like where this is going to end up, but if you had to sort of think, guessing off that, how much do you think we'll be at by the end of the season? Um... Two and a half. Two and a half. I, I'm going to be a bit more conservative. I'm going to say 2,100. And if it's anything more than those two, we will both have a very long cry. <laughs> Together. I <laughs> might even do a whole podcast of us just crying. Yeah, just by, by the time you get towards the end of season one, it's just quite literally us selling off our things on eBay, listing them. <laughs> Who wants to buy a TV? Uh, but I think that's that kind of nicely rounds off episode one. So just to summarise, we've talked about Lincoln and Barrow at home, Cheltenham away, and we've also provided you with the harrowing costs and the distance we've travelled so far. Now, it, obviously, as the season goes on, there'll be much more for us to talk about. But like I said, we are really interested in what's going to be happening in in the second half of these podcast and like i say we'll, we'll plan to release them on a different day so you've got a day or two to listen to each one before uh, the second's released um but you know we'll, we'll leave it there hopefully going forward we have got a few interesting games coming up so next episode i think we'll be talking about wigan uh, we'll be talking about burton and as well i reckon we'll pop in there the middlesbrough game so I think three to four games an episode will work quite well, especially with the home games, because there's not really as much to talk about. So an interesting three teams there, arguably the biggest game of the season for us, then one game we really like and one game we're not really sure what's going to happen. Yeah, so it's going to be, I think it'll be a good episode. Yeah, episode two is miles better than episode one. Unfortunately, that's just how it's felt. We, we can't control the fixture list, but... Thank you very much for listening to the first half of this podcast. And please do make sure you're going to check out the second half where it's much more general football chat. But for now, I've been Luke. And I've been James. Thank you for listening and hopefully see you for the second half.